0: back to my sales savage ways. When you don't do something for a while, you question yourself, you doubt your abilities, and you're constantly in your own head asking yourself, do I still have what it takes? Am I willing to show up and try and make things happen today despite the inevitable rejection, the hardships, the adversity I'm gonna face? And I'm proud to share this week, I showed up on the prospecting saddle. I successfully set my first meeting in about the last four months. I've been on a bit of a sabbatical. I got fired from my tech sales job after five years. Haven't been doing much the last three months started with my family business recently and we successfully set our first meeting this week i had my first rejection today i was literally in our living room yesterday we have no furniture just moved into this new house my dad was cold calling prospects i was sitting there taking notes and uh, i was firing off some emails as well and it, it was cool just to be in that that atmosphere of man we're just we're pushing there are no rules we're willing to do what's unconventional to try and succeed. You know, when you get back from a long vacation or that 4th of July weekend, you show up to the office Monday morning, you open the laptop, you got a mountain of work ahead of you. Maybe you're working from home, sitting on the couch and you look at your lack of pipeline. You look at your call list. You look at this big project that you're behind on. And it's just this eerie feeling. It's it's almost how I felt in college when, when they, during syllabus week, when everyone was partying, I was getting these assignments and these exam schedules. And, it, and you're just like, that's gonna suck when I actually have to do that. And, and it's like, like you're you're out at ocean, no one knows you're there, you got a light vest, you got a little bit of water, but you know the sharks are swimming under you and it's only a matter of time. So in today's video, I wanted to talk about my experience going from someone that was just absolutely grinding in their career to not doing much the last few months to now starting back up at a small family business, two employees and just charging. No one's giving, there's no resources. There's no onboarding program. There's no, hey, this is what success looks like. It's just, you gotta go make something happen. So when I think back to what I've learned and what is actually applying to this scenario, one of the first lessons that comes to mind is no one's gonna come do the work for you. No one's gonna come save you. When I worked in tech sales, I had a $216,000 quarterly quota, and I went into the office some days, I worked from home some days, and not once did someone say, Trent, I'm here to hit your quota for you. I've got these magical inbound leads. I'm gonna do your discovery for you. I'm gonna negotiate. No one just showed up and said, I'm gonna make your life better. Every time it was me looking in the mirror and deciding, you know what, I'm just gonna stop making excuses. I'm gonna stop feeling sorry for myself. I'm gonna stop feeling like the victim and I'm just gonna show up and just do the work. Even if I make this much progress today, that is still successful and, and that's still what it's all about. So when I think about today and what was going on, These last few weeks, I'm making sales content. I'm talking about it. I'm in this small business and you're like, man, it's electric. It's cool. A lot of opportunity. But the reality is it's absolutely terrifying. You you almost feel like you're a dam. You're sitting here. There's all this water on you. and, and, And at any point, the floodgates could just open and you could just get absolutely over like a tsunami. But then I was thinking about, you know what? The purpose of sales is to open up new channels of money flow. So rather than feeling like the dam, I'm the river, I'm flowing currency. I'm looking for money. The Latin word, the root word of currency is current like water. It's always flowing. It's always out there. So where are the other dams that I can go poke holes in so that we can get our own flow of now money coming in because that's the purpose of a business is to get money coming in. So I've been sitting here on my laptop and for those of you who are in sales, you're probably given a list of accounts to work. You probably have all of these sales tools and technology like I did. You have Salesforce, your CRM, you have Zoom info, you got LinkedIn sales navigator, you got outreach, you got sales loft, you got Clary, you got Sixth Sense, you got all of these great sales tools. You got a marketing team pumping in the webinars, getting you some leads here. No leads are given to me i'm given a list at least i researched it of, of who are our top five spend customers so that's a little lucky who do they compete with can i upsell these guys who are other companies in the space and when you come from a different industry to a new industry that's the biggest challenge it's not the products you sell it's not the value prop it is this industry it's who do you reach out to who's your ideal customer profile so the accounts you reach out to Within those accounts, who's your buyer persona? I used to sell to HR. Now I'm selling to supply chain, sourcing, buyer. I don't even really know the titles. Operations, I don't know what these guys care about. So you start to question, who am I even reaching out to? And then you get lost in the mechanics of what am I even doing in the first place? And then it leads to doubt. So I've been experiencing that, and then I realized, you know what? No one's just gonna come do it. I just got to start doing it. And I was like, it was like the light bulb. of like, what am I waiting for? What am I waiting for? What are you waiting for? So if you're out there and you want something, if you want to start getting some new channels of money coming your way, no one's gonna just give it to you and set it up. You gotta go get it and you gotta go take it. So this week I was like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna start reaching out to people. I'm gonna go to ChatGPT and say, hey, write me an email based on this this template I wanna do, and I'm just gonna start finding people. I'm gonna use free tools. What can I do? Let me go to Apollo.io, free. Let me pay 99 bucks a month, still on a trial, for LinkedIn sales navigator. That's all I need. So now I'm starting to find prospects. I'm reaching out to them and I'm making things happen slowly but surely. And I, and I realize when I'm most successful, it's in this place of abundance, meaning I'm not needy, I'm not desperate. You, you know when you have that needy energy and you're just, you're constantly thinking about what's in it for you. And it's just, you see it a lot on LinkedIn with a lot of these people that are just posting this hook to try and optimize for likes. And it's just, it's needy and it's grabby and it, it's like the quota breath. And no wants to be around that. So I'm trying to reach out from a place of abundance of, of you need me more than I need you, even though hey, I really want to work together. And then I'm also realizing there's 8 billion people on this earth. So who cares if I'm in a place of like, what am I worried about? Like, like who even cares if I set the meeting, if I don't set the meeting, if I get the pipeline, if I don't get the pipeline, if I make money, if I don't make money, if the business grows or doesn't like none of it even really matters if you think about it, but then at the same point, it really matters. So it's like you're single-handedly nothing, but everything at the same time. So it's a weird paradox and it's just like, why would I not just start calling and emailing people? And, that, and that's, that's really the bottom line of it. I was watching a documentary this week, highly recommended. It's called Amer- American Factory on Netflix. And it talks about this massive multi-million square foot factory in Dayton, Ohio used to be owned by GM, closed down, thousands of jobs are lost. And this Chinese glass manufacturing company called Foyal bought it because they wanted to grow and expand their operations globally. So what they do is they send over hundreds of their native Chinese factory workers and they start working with all these American local workers to Dayton and some of the big realizations that I had watching that is one unions eventually these workers started complaining they said you know what it's not safe here I'm not getting paid enough it's not fair the way you talk to me and there's this list of excuses whether it's justified or unjustified and you're sitting there in your job you've got a list of excuses too and you're thinking oh the grass is greener over there Some, one of your colleagues is complaining to you this toxic energy. They're all excuses and I wouldn't listen to that, but ultimately their realization at this factory was if we unionize that will solve all of our problems. So people start to feel like victims. They start to try and push this agenda to the company and the company just starts to fire these employees. They say, if you're going to be so pro outspoken union, we're going to fire you because we can't be bothered with that. So the realization to that of me was just, you just. Just put your head down and just work and get the job done. And all that actually matters is your results and your production. That's all that anybody cares about. They don't care how you feel. They don't care what you think. All that matters, especially if you're an employee, is your production. You are a line item on the expense report. I now look at all the numbers of a business. so I'm not worried about logistics, operations finance. We don't really have any employees, HR. I'm worried about all of it. And I look at it and I say, employees are just a line item. And if you want to cut costs and you can still remain productive, well, if we have less employees that are more productive, is if you think about the Pareto rule, it's it, what it's going to be is 20% of the workforce is going to produce 80% of the results. Top performers are underpaid. Top performers are produce a disproportionate amount of output than underperformers. So think about, are you a top performer or are you an underperformer? And are you being paid what you think you're worth? And are you just showing up trying to get the job done? Like the most productive factory workers. And you know who are the most productive factory workers? The Chinese. They show images of the Chinese factory. It's militant. They're sitting there in lines like a military and they work six days a week And then they show the contrast in the Americans and the Chinese are like, they have fat fingers. They're slow. They're inefficient. They complain. They think they're entitled and they're more productive than the American workers. Why is that? Are you more productive than the person sitting next to you or are they more productive than you? Are you producing to your standards? Are you producing to exceed your potential? And they're just some different questions to ask. And these are some thoughts I've been having. And what I'll end with is, you know, when your friend's having a problem, and if you actually care about this friend, you're gonna be there for him. You're gonna show up and say, you know what? I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. You show compassion, you show empathy, you show that you care. But how do you show up for yourself? Are you kind to yourself? Are you your biggest fan? or are you your worst enemy? And over these last few weeks, I certainly have not been my biggest fan, I'll tell you that. But I know deep down I love myself, I believe in myself, I'm confident in myself, and I'm I'm trying to reinforce the message to you because it's advice back to me that I need to be and I desire to be the most compassionate to myself, I wanna show up for myself like I show up for other people, my friends, and my family because I don't wanna get in my own way. One, so I can be more productive, but two, just so I can live a a more fulfilling and full life because if I'm constantly in my head and I'm in the shadow, I'm doubting myself, I'm questioning myself, then that's not gonna help me get the job done. And that gets back to the, the very beginning of it is I'm back to my sales savage ways because frankly, I'm out here, I'm making things happen, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And I'd encourage you to think about some of these ideas and let me know down below what resonates with you, what advice do you have from me? If you found value in today's video, enjoyment, whatnot, I'm sitting in the floor in my underwear, subscribe to the channel with the, the little bell notification, hit the like button, and I will talk to you in the next video.